Hello, and welcome to the Health is Wealth Nursing Podcast with your host, Julie. Have you ever wondered why some diseases manifest themselves and their preventative measures? Well, this awaits you with different interviews and real-life case studies hosted by ICU nurse Julie. Welcome to the Health is Wealth podcast. This is episode 11. As we know, we had episode 8 where Jotham was um, talking about this demystifying the myth of HIV. He talked a lot about... Um, getting the viral load low and adhering to medication. Then we had Angeline in episode 9. She gave us a lot of information on HIV, on parental care, on vertical transmission, plus many other things. So um, on episode 10, you had a psychologist and a clinical officer who also addressed the mental and emotional part of um, people living with HIV. And today, I'm really pleased to have um, a parent here with me. It's good for teenagers to have parental guidance. For example, Jotham led a life whereby the family were not really a part of his uh, journey. So that's why I chose to get a parent to our podcast so that we can really have a talk one-to-one how to guide our children. So welcome, Sissy. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. It is uh, lovely to uh, be here with you. Um, It's a lovely day today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for um, the lots and lots of effort that you are really putting into this program. I followed uh, Jotham and I also uh, followed Angelina. And uh, really, I I really have to say a lot of uh, information has been put out there. And I'm so happy to be here to uh, give my part to this whole thing. It's, It's nice to be a part of it. It's nice to be able to um, know that you are, you know, trying to um, get a message out there to to the teenagers, to other parents, and um, for the good job. Thank you, Julie. Really good job. So thank you so much, um, Sissy, and uh, welcome to the Health is Wealth podcast. And um, I will just go straight away to the few questions that I, um, I have for you. And the first one would be, can you please tell us your background when it comes to being a safe sex? Growing up as a young girl those days, and what influence this had on your ways of parenting? Yeah, um, thank you, Julie, for that question. I have to think about this question because I was born and uh, grew up in Kenya and um, moved to Germany uh, when I was about 24 years. So the growing in Kenya was actually, I would say, I was, I was actually lucky. My parents were very open. My mother actually worked with a health uh, institution. And so as God wanted to be, <laughs> she was working for a um, family planning organization. And through this, I must say I was very lucky to get a lot of information at quite an early age. My parents were very, very open. 
they could uh, actually talk about everything. They actually also encouraged us to tell them what um, what we're doing out there. They actually encouraged us to talk about uh, our friends and also the sexual life, I would say, well, as an African parent and having African parents, it wasn't like it was very open. Of course, they uh, educated us on that, but um, it's I wouldn't say I went up to my mom and said, okay, mom, now I have a sexual life, so uh, what do I do now? Um, it was more like she was actually the one who took up the upper hand to guide us, to tell us, okay, listen, you're now teenagers, this is what happens in life. You know, you start um, talking about how the body changes, how you get into, you know, your menstrual circle, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with having um, the boys around you? How do you deal with um, having friends around you? And, you know, she created this awareness for us. And through that, it was a bit um, easier also for her to talk about uh, sexual transmitted diseases, how to take care of ourselves. And, and um, yeah, I would say in my time, Although I grew up in Kenya, my parents were very open about it. That time, do you think there was the right time to start these talks in your parenting life, like uh, the past years, maybe the last 10 or 20 years you've been a parent? So um, do you think um, there was a right time for you to start talking about this thing? Um, was it before or after the kids were active and being an African mom, having a German partner? How how was this for you? <laughs> it's uh, actually thank you for the compliment because uh, telling me that I've been a parent for the last ten years makes me feel very young. Uh, my children are grown up now. So um, thank you for telling me I've been a parent for 10 years. Actually, I've been a parent for uh, 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't talk about the age now, you know, because people might start calculating and knowing, oh, <laughs> um, if the, the child is 25, then um, she must be a certain age. Okay, so we'll leave that for now. But um, talking about being a parent, and what is the right stage to talk about uh, sexual life with uh, your children? My experience is there is no special age. There is no age where you can say, now I can start. Children grow up from being toddlers. They start walking, they start talking, they start asking questions. And as soon as they start developing, um, their body, they start having teeth, and then they know, oh, you know, one of the, well, this is, a, I hope my son is not listening to this. And one day, he was, I think, around, I think, six or seven years old, and he came to me and said, oh, mama, I've discovered I have something. And I was like, oh, what do you have? So he opened up his underwear, and he was like, look at what I have. And I was, you know, so that's, that's when he discovered that he actually had a penis, if I can say it that way. And I, it was so funny. So I told him, oh, so you know, this is uh, what boys have, yeah? So 
this is the point where I realized, okay, you have to actually, you know, integrate with the children. And as the questions come, you just answer them as they come. There is no special time. There is no special place. Children always ask questions. And I remember very well in our African society, sometimes when children ask something, parents would go like, you'll you know later when you're older, or this is not a topic for children. No, I think um, that's wrong. Well, one has to be open. As the questions come, answer them genuinely. Answer them openly. Answer them precisely. And so that's how children learn from a very early age. They learn, okay, I'm a girl, my breasts grow, you know, they, they, they ask these questions and as you go about it, just answer the questions openly. So yeah, when I talk about what age, it's a development, it's a process, it's um, encouragement and openness. Another thing is I realize when kids start asking questions and they uh, develop, you should encourage them to ask more questions. You should not only answer the one question, but go further and explain. Explain this is what is happening in your body. This is what will happen at a later stage. At this later stage, when it comes to that, come back to them again and, you know, you tell them like, you remember we talked about you having your menstrual circle, for example, for girls. So the stage has come now. This is what you have. This is what will happen. And, you know, talk about like uh, the hygiene part of it. How, how do you take care of yourself as a lady? How do you take care of yourself as a man? How do you take care of your body? And while you're talking about all these things, you go into details. Of like sexual life that's how I started and yeah, going well, you went into details like a sexual life this now you you have reached a stage where you are able to bear children um, you know so you have to be cautious of, of what you're doing um, then that's the time I introduced um, safe sex and when you introduce sex uh, safe sex I also told them why it is important to have safe sex. Not just about having babies, but um, also sexual transmitted disease. And I think this is where it comes in. That's really a good point uh, whereby you said uh, parents should feel free to talk to their children. And um, I think maybe for you, um, it was easier because you have this background whereby uh, you learned a lot from your parents. But remember, we're coming from an African community. There are some parents who do not have the privilege to get this sexual talk as children. That means they're even embarrassed to talk about these things with their children openly. So sure. what can they do if they have this kind of reaction? And where can they get help from to really uh, start these sex talks with the children at an earlier age? Good question, very good question. Mm -hmm. What I feel is the parents can take an opportunity to know what the children are doing in school. For example, if they have like biology classes, yeah, parents look at what your children are doing in school, look at what stage uh, they have reached in school. Because if you don't have a base on how to start talking about these things, 
and you know, oh, the children are doing biology at the moment in school. That's a good point to, to jump in and, and um, get the information and tell them like, oh, you're doing biology, biology. Okay, so what topic are you covering at the moment? Have you covered sexual topic? And when they say, oh yeah, we've just started on that, then I think that's the right time to, to go in and start talking about it. Because then this way, the, um, the embarrassment is, is not as much. Because the topic is already there. You have already been offered a base from school. How to, um, you know, how, how you can go about it, talking about it. So um, I would encourage parents to be aware of what children are doing in school. And um, most of, uh, well, with, without uh, wanting to step on anybody's toes, I know that uh, most parents back at home in, in our African countries, in our African culture, African um, society, we don't really look at what children do every day in school. I cannot remember, you know, my parents used to ask, oh, have you done your homework? Yes, I've done my homework. Okay, is everything okay in school? Yes, is everything is okay in school. We will talk a bit about it. But um, I cannot remember that they really actually went into every topic and actually knew what we were doing in school. Where have you reached in your geography? Where have you reached in your home science? Which topic are you doing in biology at the moment? Which topic are you in maths? And you know, something like that. And I learned that when I was here and I had to um, do that with my children. Because in um, Europe in general, you don't have anybody to, um, to look into your uh, children's uh, homework, for example. It's you. You have to sit with the children. You have to know um, what are they doing at school. So this is a chance to know exactly where they have reached. Yeah? And if you see that the topic is now, okay, it's a home science topic, maybe they're talking about uh, taking care of the body, jump into that topic. Discuss the topic, um, enlarge the topic with the children, and that's how you can get at least a way to start talking about these um, topics that one feels embarrassed about. So yeah, that that would be my tip for parents out there. Oh, so if we are talking about parents, uh, I can't just forget to mention or to ask, what role did your partner has to do with the whole? Uh, talking the whole theme of um, children growing up and educating them. How did your partner engage in this? I know the African community too, if I may just go back there because that's where I'm coming from too. So was it a, a big help or? Yeah, uh, that's um, parents are a bond. Parents are a team. Parents are supposed to know what the other is doing. Parents are supposed to know, um, if I talk to my daughter, then my husband or the father has to know that I have talked to my daughter. If I talk to my son, the father, of course, has to know. So it's, it's, um, it, it plays a major role that both parents are involved in it. Because, you see, um, if only one part of the parent, like the mother talks to the children and the father doesn't know about it, it leaves a gap. When it leaves a gap, it leaves space for questions, for open questions for the children. 
it leaves a space where the children think, okay, this is what mom told me, but what does that think about it? So it's very important for the parents to act as a team. So in my case, um, my husband always was either we were together talking about it. Sometimes we would have, um, okay, this, this is a trick. We actually tricked the kids into this. I hope they're not listening now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what we did? We encouraged to have um, once a week, we would meet like Friday evening and have a family evening. So we would say, oh, let's play games on Friday evening. And they would sit there and would be like playing games with them. But at the same time, you're talking to them, you know, you're asking them like, oh, so how was your day? Oh, so how's your friend? Um, you know, so and so. How are they doing? How, you know, with this, you, you get uh, more information without them actually knowing you're actually <laughs> getting information from them. <laughs> and, and, um, in this atmosphere, they were so ready to give uh, so much information, what they're doing in school, what their friends are doing. You would know, uh, did they go out, did they not go out, when they go out, what they, they, are they doing out there. And my husband and I actually always knew what we wanted to, what information we wanted to get out of them, you know. Yeah. So we had already teamed up as a team before mm -hmm. and already talked about the questions we wanted to ask them. So when we were sitting out there, you know, playing, we were like, oh, so how is this and this? But, you know, we looked at each other and we knew, oh, we got it, we got it, you know. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's, it's uh, very, very important for both parents to be involved at every time and to know every stage what the children are going through, to know... The, the children's interests, to know the children's friends, to know the children's agendas, yeah, it's very, very important. And if you gang up as a team, mom and dad, then the children know there's no way they will trick you out. You know, they, they know it, they know it. They try, of course they try, which is okay, but um, they know that you're both at the same level. You know that you have the same information at every given time. So there's no way they would, um, they can go around it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the gang team. <laughs> the gang. Yeah. Now that um, you and your partner, you had this gang team, let me call it, allow me to, 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 to quote you. So, did you have to deal with related topics such as sexual orientation, assaults or masturbation? Because, you know, uh, I think if, they were talking about what happened to their friends or something like that. Maybe these teens can come in and things like that. And what were they? What were your responses to them during this time, or if they yeah. had to say something uh, related? Openness, openness, openness. Mm -hmm. You know, as I said before, you have to be open. You have to uh, tell the questions as they come. You have to um, be honest. Don't uh, don't try to. Mm, how can I say it? Don't try to be to be mild on answering the questions. Like um, you answer the question in a way that you can, uh, you don't have to use embarrassing words or you don't have to use words that you think, oh, this won't be good for the children. Especially when the children are teenagers. Mind you, dear parents out there, they know more than you think they do. They do know more than you think they do. 
So be open to them. Answer the questions directly. Just as the questions come directly, answer directly, be open. That's uh, that's my way of doing it, and that's the way uh, our gang team. <laughs> yeah, that's um, I, I would say just just be open and direct. So coming back to the uh, friends issue, and uh, of course they're talking about friends. Friends are also coming over to visit them maybe over the weekend, or they get, they go visit their friends. So what influence do children have from these friends. Oh, a lot of influence. <laughs> oh, 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 you would not want to know. You would not want to know. There is so much influence out there. You know, the thing is, we live nowadays in a world of social media. We have uh, internet. They are um, aware of everything. They Google all the information. So even when they come to you with a question, oh, they, they already know what they're asking. And they have already Googled and they have already talked to their friends about it. So, yes, friends do have also influence uh, on your children. What I would encourage and what I learned from my parenting, um, parenthood time, is that look carefully at the, uh, the friends, the type of friends your children are bringing home. For the friends that you're not bringing home, be mindful of what names they always talk about. And, you know, if somebody always talks about a George and you've never seen this George, yeah. um, ask about this George. Who is he? Where is he? Is he from your class? Is he from your sports? Um, you know, do you do sports with them? Where do they live? Try and find out a bit more because mostly this George will never come home, but you always hear this this name. Could be that it's maybe not very not not very positive influence maybe on the child. And yeah, so you, you need to be aware of uh, your children's friends. You need to be aware of how did they get to know these friends? Um, is, it, is it from sports? Is it from, um, from school? Is it from maybe the disco because teenagers go out? You need to know. You need to know. And if they go out with... Um, what I used to do is if my daughter or my son tells me, oh, I'm going to spend the weekend at a friend's place. Um, her name is so, so, and so. So I said, oh, okay, why don't you invite her over so that I get to know her? And um, as a parent, you have this sixth sense about, um, because we are experienced, we've gone through this. We know how children act. So when this um, friend comes over, of course, you'll be friendly and offer them something to eat and drink whatever, ask questions, just see how they are. And if your sixth sense tells you um, a lot, a lot, yeah, red, 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 then you need to go deeper. You need to go deeper. You definitely need to go deeper and watch these friends. That's, um, that's my experience. And believe me, most of the time when my, when my bell started ringing, when I saw red, then it was red. It was not amber. It was red. <laughs> it was red so um and it's it's difficult to tell your children like I, I i don't have a very good feeling about your friend you have to uh try and see 
how to discourage them hanging around with these friends because the moment you say oh i don't like your friend i don't like your friend george i don't think you should be hanging out with them it causes more concurrence it causes more challenge to the children because mostly it's what you don't want is what they go out to do so you have to be very careful about how you talk about their friends you have to be very careful about how to to go about it how to discourage them without really discouraging them, them openly <laughs> you know to meet not to meet this george it's it's not very easy but yeah with the two or three tricks you do get to do that i have to go back to this george <laughs> <laughs> oh george george this friend george yes so at least you know uh, you might know the name he's called george and maybe he says he comes from a, a particular place or something like that you know but you know we are living in a um a social media life um compared to years back we did not have social media so there can be a george virtually there can be a George, there can be anybody else and these are friends whereby you 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 can you can't really control much especially if they don't speak openly mm-hmm. um that is just like my idea because I'm not a parent but and I've grown up in both times without social media and with social media so I'm just like a combination of both kind of so what are the challenges that the social media bring when it comes to parenting mm. when it comes to these friends these mm. friends that we don't see but but they're there yeah so. yeah <laughs> the judges are there they are there they are out there yeah social media has um become really a very big challenge if i'm honest i am very um lucky or i i really call myself lucky not to have a child at this day and age really to be open because at our time social media was not yet really in nowadays it's it's really really difficult at um at a certain point it's uh, you're dealing with people virtually people you would be told they're there this george but you never see but if you know your child well if you know what they do if you know their um ins and outs their comings and goings and this judge is never actually to be seen then you know there's something not right as i said before they do make mistakes as a parent keep your eyes open keep your ears open keep your just just be alert of everything and 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 they do make mistakes the children will make a mistake one day or another there's no way um if you know your child well that's why i encourage parents know what your child is doing know where they go know with whom they hang out and if you do you will get to know this particular judge who is never been seen and social media is a is a challenge to very many parents is a challenge because many teenagers especially are really taken in by social media people post things in instagram people post things in maybe facebook twitter whichever social media they do but the people actually the teenagers who post all these things it's not it's not their um, their natural self if you look at many pictures you see you know like girls they are really made up and things like that but it's not their natural self it's they portraying uh, a, a a photo of or an image of themselves 
how they want the society to see them. And when the other teenagers see that, they go and um, they want to be like them. They want to, to act like them. They want to have whatever the other person has. So the, the basic idea here is if you have brought up your child basically from the beginning um, on a very uh, strong ground, on very strong uh, principles of life, on very strong um, ideas of life, then I feel it would be, they, they could miss a step. Yes, I'm not saying they will never, but at least the base is there. The, the base is there and they will never lose it completely because the base is there. And um, yeah, so for the parents out there who have uh, children in this uh, time and age, um, well, uh, I must say it's, it's, it's a challenge. I wouldn't like to be in your shoes. I'm glad I've done that. I'm over with it. <laughs> <laughs> but keep an eye, keep an eye, really keep an eye on them. So, do you actually think that parents uh, should be friends to their children or yes, with their children? Definitely yes, mm. definitely yes. What some parents missed in uh, this day in life is that the um, most parents give their responsibilities to educational institutions, they give up, they give up their responsibility to um, sports institutions, they give up their responsibilities to um, maybe psychiatrists, maybe psychologists. You know, when a, when a child is um, going through stuff and you don't know, then you're not a friend and you're not a guider because you cannot be a friend without being a guider. It, it doesn't match. If you're a friend, if um, if I have a best friend, let me say Angelina, and I know what she's going through, and she knows what I'm going through, then we guide each other through this. It's the same thing. If you have uh, if if you have children and you're friends with the children, then you also guide them through whatever they do. So first, you're a friend, of course. Okay, you're the parent. Yeah, number one. But as a parent, you can be a friend. And when you're a friend, you're automatically a guider to them. And if the friendship is really uh, strong in a way that they can open up and tell you stuff, then you would never miss out in their life because they would always be like, oh, mom, um, can you, you know, can you guide me on this or the other? Um, I have uh, maybe this problem or, I, you know, I have this challenge, what can I do? So um, these are the things that we need to look into. Um, I have uh, realized, or not really realized, but in my growing up, there's a lot, there was a lot of, you ask a question at home, not in my family, but I, I knew it from like my friends. They asked something at home and the parents would be like, ask your teacher, you know? So that's why I'm saying many parents have given, have shifted, not really given up, but they have shifted. They have shifted the responsibility. Yes, yes. They shift the responsibility from them to the teachers out there, to the to the sports institutes out there, to the doctors, to the, you know, whoever the children are talking to. So you need to know that you are the first person, you are the first contact before they can go out there to, to listen to the next person. So if, yeah, so this is important, I, I would say. Wow. I think these are really, really important points um, to, to, to take out there and 
maybe there's a parent listening right now and he or she is like, oh, I think I've never looked at the George my children are having <laughs> or I've not been keen or on one or the other thing or... So what do you think? Can you give these parents maybe just a encouragement? Um, mm-hmm. Any other tip? Because you've actually um, given most tips. Okay. But um, if you just have any other thing to say uh, to these parents to get encouraged to continue doing uh, the right thing and being mm-hmm. in the life of their children. Yes, yes. On my part, let me put it this way. Parents, don't ever give up on your children. Don't give up on your children. We go through very tough times with children, especially in their teenage time. And society knows and everybody knows that this is the time that uh, children have a lot of challenges. Uh, this is the time when they're teenagers, they try to find their way. They try to find their me in, in life. They find they try to find their position in the society. They try to find their position in their, with their friends. They try to find their position in their family. So this is the time you should be very keen and very encouraged to know that it's a phase. It's a phase. But they need your guidance. They need your friendship. Be there for them. I know there was a time I was uh, I was giving up. I was giving up, really. But my um, my friends, my family, uh, people who you're close to, talk to them. Talk to them. Ask them to help you. Sometimes, really, you are um, you are like pushed to the wall, and you you're almost giving up. You're like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. We do get to that point that we cannot do this anymore. I got to that point many times where I just thought, okay, what have I done wrong? What what else can I do? What else can I say? You know, those are phases in life. But be encouraged to know that they everybody goes through this phase. It's 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 normal, almost normal. So don't give up. Don't give up because if we are parents and give up on our children. Who is supposed to pick them up? Who? You know? You have to you have to stand strong with them. Even if they have other people they can talk to, but be there. Show them you're there for them. Show them that you can they can always come to you and talk to you in any situation. We lose it sometimes as parents. It's it's true. We are only human. But be strong, be encouraged, hang on in there, hang on in there. And pray for your children. Pray for them. So if I may just take some important points to take out there, it's like I've just um, learned that uh, one, for the parents, don't give up on your children. Number two, it's like your children need your guidance. And in those difficult phases, don't be discouraged to leave the children alone. Know your children friends and get in touch with the background. Be open when it comes to sexual life of the children. So I think these are really, really, really important points to take, to note good takeaways for everybody out there. So um, with this, uh, I want to thank you so, so, so much for taking part in uh, Health is Wealth podcast because it's not just all about um, 
dealing with the diseases sometimes, we have to prevent them. Yes. And we, if we start this at this teenage age, guiding the children with the right things, with our theme of um, HIV, which is uh, one of the causes, is of course, um, sexually transmitted. Of course, there are many, many other causes. But looking at that, it means you have to go back to the parenting issue. And if a child has a good background, a well-informed background, I think it will have a lot to, um, it will help a lot in future for their own lives and for their parenting lives. And I've also learned a lot because, you know, I'm not yet a parent. <laughs> <laughs> so get prepared. <laughs> So I know where to call. Oh, anytime. <laughs> when I think it's all getting difficult and I don't know where to look at and things like that. So um, it is really encouraging to feel like um, there is this difficult part, which is also manageable, you know, because it's not all that green always. So yes, definitely yeah. not. So thank you so much and I wish you a very good day. And hopefully soon or later I will be calling <laughs> <laughs> call anytime call anytime bye bye yeah, bye bye thank you so much bye. thank you bye bye